This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now. Listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. Rock and roll up your ass. <laughs> Casey. Okay. Yay. <laughs> For people who don't know, that's the imitation of the dude on the uh, local rock radio station. Yeah. Have you been listen? You listen to Casey a lot, right? Uh, sometimes I do actually listen to it more than I used to because my phone has a radio app on it. Oh, okay. Where I can listen to FM radio, so occasionally I'll be like, I'm fucking bored. I'll fucking get my Star Wars crate and listen to Casey. There's a dude on there now that that has a show like I don't know, like Tuesday nights or something, or it might be every night for like an hour or something. But it's uh, Hair Jordan. Yeah. That dude is the most unrock sounding fucking guy. Yeah. He does not sound, he sounds like he's on a fucking college radio station or something. Yeah, it used to be Hairband Duran, but I guess they got rid of him. Yeah, now it's Hair Jordan. And then every Tuesday night, they have Monday Night Metal, but it's on Tuesday night. That's because it's so fucking metal, they don't give a fuck what day it is. Mm hmm. It's like, fuck you, we're metal. We're going to do it on Tuesday because you can eat my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked up. It's been Monday Night Metal my whole life life that i can remember and it's always been on tuesday i don't know when it was ever actually on monday um me and ma were riding around one night and monday night metal had come on but it's on tuesday night and they actually told why oh really and i know i sound like i'm about to give you a great piece of information but i don't remember exactly why but i remember the dude said it used to be on mondays but for some reason case she was covering like some kind of sporting event or something or they got preempted by something so it's like fuck it we'll just do monday night metal on tuesday and they just kept it that way yeah and people were like that's so hilarious monday night metal on tuesday day <laughs> hmm. and they're like okay it's kind of cool we'll leave it like that i think is the story yeah that's that. about what i figured yeah but it's like you can't call it tuesday night metal but it's like no no you won't get the fucking alliteration yeah i wonder if anybody else in the country any other stations do like the seventh day you know that always annoyed me though really it it kind of does except for if it's something really cool well no no no, it's got nothing to do with the programming. It's the reason it annoys me is because it's on Sunday and not Saturday. Saturday is the seventh day. Oh, fuck me. What? Yeah, it is. Except except for in the Bible. Oh, fuck the Bible. Who reads that shit? Well, I'm just saying. That's why they call it. It's the seventh day. Like in the Bible, nobody calls it the seventh day other than... I'm sure that's why they did it. Like on the seventh day, they play it whole albums. Well, 
what made Sunday the seventh day in the Bible? He just How do they know they weren't talking about Saturday? Like on the seventh day he rested. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm going to rest on Saturday. Does it explicitly say Sunday? I don't know. Probably not. But then why else, why else does everybody have church on Sunday? Because that's the day of rest. I don't care. I, I mean, mean, I don't no. care either. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, too. It's like, go with every. I don't know. That always annoyed the fuck out of me when you see people talking about the seventh day of the week is Sunday. I know it's stupid and slightly OCD, but I don't care. It just annoys me. It's more than slightly, but okay. Shut up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the seventh day was always kind of cool when there was something good on. For anybody who doesn't know, on Sunday nights, they, they have a block of programming called the seventh day. And what it is, is they take like three or four albums and they play them uninterrupted, like the whole thing, mm-hmm. which I always thought was kind of fucked up because I was like, how do they get away with playing the whole album? You know what I mean? Because don't they usually yeah. have to like license the songs to play on the air and stuff? And See, I don't understand how it works either because like it's free to play the singles, the hits that they send out. Right. But yeah, once you go deeper, I don't know. Yeah, but it's always pretty cool. You can hear some really cool shit. Like I, I heard them play, uh, it's been a while now, but when the Led Zeppelin BBC recordings or whatever came out, yeah, they played that whole album. They play cool shit every once in a while, but then sometimes it's like, what the fuck, man? They pull like some crusty ass fucking dusty moldy oldy shit that's like who the fuck ever listened to any of this i've never heard of this band before in my life exactly they'll play some like fucking weird shit you've never heard of and then be like oh yeah and back in black's gonna be in the middle and it's like you're trying to make me sit through this other shit to uh-huh. get to back in black ain't you you fuckers they used to have the lone classic mm-hmm. every once in a while they'd play that and that would be like you talk about some shit classic. some <laughs> shit you've never fucking heard of yeah you know I will say this though the seventh day is a lot better now because Favaz hosts it yeah I like Favaz he's cool me too yeah that dude that used to host it though he'd be like okay now uh, today we're gonna play this album. Yeah. Not many people have heard of it, but it's from uh, your favorite band. And it's like, who the fuck is this? And why does this guy sound bored? <laughs> I think he was just supposed to be super mellow. I guess, but he sounded bored. Like, there's this, um, it's a totally different topic, sort of. But there's this carpentry show on PBS. I think it's called The Woodsmith Shop. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck did this dude get on TV? Because his voice is like, on today's show, we're going to show you how to build a chair. <laughs> then we're going to inlay blood diamonds in the back. It's going to be fun on the Woodsmith show. And it's like, holy fuck, dude. You sound like you're about to die. Well, I mean, not everybody's camera ready. Or... Yet somehow they're on camera. Yeah. I've never understood that, though. These people, because, you know, you always hear about you've got to be, you know, show enthusiasm and passion and, like you said, be camera ready. And some of these motherfuckers, they just sound like their entire family just blew up and then they're like, okay, get on stage. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that one of my first memories of Favaz was uh, he brought Pantera out on stage in 93 when I saw them with White Zombie? Mm-hmm. It was right around then was he used to do Monday Night Metal. Does he still? Oh, did he really? I think so, yeah. Wow. And uh You know what? I'm gonna ask him on Twitter real quick. Yeah, White Zombie played and then uh he came out of, it is what stood out in my mind was because I had heard him on the radio a lot, you know? Yeah. But he came out to introduce Pantera and bring him out and he's like, Are you guys ready for fucking Pantera? And I was like, Oh my god, he just said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was little, his sign off for as long as I can remember, has been AMF. Yeah. And I used to think when I was little, what does AMF stand for? And I was like, I figured it out. It's all Mighty Favaz. Because, you know, they always call him the Mighty Favaz. Yeah. And as I got older, it's, it's like... adios, motherfucker, adios, right? motherfucker. <laughs> well, see, I asked him about it one time on Twitter as I'm about to ask him another question. Yeah. You know, it's funny, dude. I used to think that your sign-off AMF was... Almighty Favaz said, then I realized Almighty is one word. And he's like, did you ever figure out what it was? And I was like, adios, motherfucker. He goes, yes, but Almighty is what I use for my kids. So it's kind of double meaning. I was like, that's fucking cool. So I was sort of right. Yeah. That's all. (laughs) Okay. For everybody listening, it's uh, Saturday, April 14th at 7.01. I'm asking Favaz this question. So you can go to my Twitter if you want and uh, go back like a month and see if (laughs) <laughs> his ad is at Casey guy all caps i'm gonna say hey we're recording at nerd blitz oh you know what would have been cool if i'd have asked him or learn to do an intro for us oh yeah have you seen learn holy shit dude 
Um, I haven't, but I've heard you drool over her before. Oh my god, dude, she's amazing. You man sign off used to be off like a prom dress. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking awesome. I think it was him. Pretty sure it was him. No, I can see that. Did you... Okay. Hey, Favaz. Hey, we're recording at Nerd Blitz Pod. Do you used to host Monday... Sorry, I typed slow. Night Metal. Now, I'm going to keep watching this as we record and see if we get an answer. Okay. Anyway, so that's fun. Oh, snap. Learn is pretty hot. Oh, uh, yeah, right? Sorry, you're drooling now, aren't you? I'm, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't deny it, motherfucker. She's fucking stunning, though, ain't she? She's pretty good looking. Um, but yeah, there's way too many pictures of the U man in her image feed. I know, right? Like when I when I Google image search her. Oh, just go to Twitter, dude. Why? I don't know. Um, they host the morning rock show now. That's why. Yeah, I know they're they're co-hosts or whatever. With some nerdy looking fuck, and it's like one of us. Yeah. One of us. One of us. But anywho, yeah. Um, I can't believe Carl the Intern is still around. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, is it? Yeah. That motherfucker's been Carl the Intern since I was in high school. Yeah. And uh, was he working for Casey then? Yeah. Well, I think he was literally an intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he left Casey for a while, and I think he worked for... It was one of their sister stations. I know that, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, all their radio stations are in the same building. They're like down the hall from each other. Yeah, but technically he didn't work for Casey. Yeah. But... Uh, his other show ended that he used to be on. I think it ended, and then he just moved over to Casey again. Yeah. And yeah, it's like he's a fifty-year-old motherfucker, nerdy-looking some bitch, but he's like, I'm still an intern, guys. <laughs> sort of like uh, Laszlo in the Grand Theft Auto games. Like the character of Laszlo goes back to like the '80s, and now on the newer games, he hosts the radio stations. But um. He used to be an intern on, I want to say V-Rock in Vice City. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's been in every single Grand Theft Auto game since 3. Mm. For a minute, I thought you were talking about Laszlo from uh, Real Genius. I don't think so. No, I know you're not now. <laughs> Just saying. I'm talking about the radio personality, Laszlo. Fictitious radio personality. I think he's a real radio personality, too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why they gave him all of the fucking... He curates all the music for the games, I think. Oh, I thought he was just a character in the game. No, he's a real motherfucker named Laszlo. Mm. It's pretty cool. But, um, real quick, you want to do a joke corner? Sure. Before we dive into all our fun shit? Okay. Okay. Play the theme song! Doom and I will let you know, I backed away and I tilted my head up when I did that. Okay. And I'm not sitting as close to the mic either. I'm trying to be better, yeah. folks. No, you're, you did the last couple we've, I've cut, you, you sounded better. Okay, we've got three stories here for you to choose from, right? Okay. Uh, we've got cell phones slash headphones, we've got speed bumps, or we've got water balloon. Uh, let's do water balloon. I always love giving you choices like that because you never know what's going to come up. That's true. Okay, so water balloon. We were having a uh, water balloon fight fight one time or a water fight it wasn't just balloons we had water guns and shit too and you've seen my house it's on the corner the water spigots right there on the side so it's easy access for everybody to refill and shit like that yeah so like i said we're having a water fight with the kids across the street bird her two sons and her stepdaughter okay. so it's like 10 people including me and my brother damn yeah it was fucking huge it was all out water war um <laughs> There's bombs being dropped in Syria, and I'm like, water war. There were <laughs> water bodies everywhere. Everybody was so fucking wet. <laughs> Dude, we were like so soaked. Our moms were like, you ain't coming in the house. And it's like, but mom. Right. <laughs> but anywho, we're fucking all at war throughout the neighborhood. We would go in yards. Doesn't fucking matter. It was like it was the 70s or something where it's like, fuck it. Nobody cares. Yeah. So we had called a truce because we were all out, and... Birds, I love how I call her Bird now, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, if y'all want to know why I'm calling the drug dealer Bird, go listen to the Bruce uh, commentary for B-Movie May. But Bird's stepdaughter came over, and she was filling up balloons and putting them in a bucket. For some fucking reason, she got the stupid idea to, hey, let's throw water balloons at cars. Uh-oh. And it's like, no, you fucking dumb bitch. Okay, so this car, I forget what it is, but it's it's like... Uh, almost like a Lincoln Town car. Okay. But a newer one. She fills this water balloon, fucking chucks it, and runs. Mm -hmm. After it goes inside 
busts on the dude's head and fucks up his girlfriend's weave. How do we know all of that? Oh, shit. Because she threw it, it went in, she goes, fuck, and takes off. He comes back around, it's this big, huge black dude. And we're all standing there because, like, hey, we didn't do nothing, so we ain't running. Right. He's like, which one of you motherfuckers just threw that in my car? It hit my head and it fucked up my girl's weave. She just got her hair done. We're like, what us? And she fucking ran off and we're, like, trying to deal with this big black dude who's like, at us kids. And my dad came out and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, which one of these motherfuckers did it? And my dad's like, it wasn't them. She took off. And this dude goes, y'all don't want to get your asses in trouble. Somebody better tell me where this bitch lives. Okay, she lives on the next street over. She ran up beside Bird's house, ran through that alley, dove into her house, and was in there shaking like a fucking leaf. Yeah. She knew none of this. My brother walked right up there to the door and was like, there you go. (laughs) After that, these people, they were like our best friends. Every time they'd drive by, it's like, hey, how y'all doing? It's like, good, how are you? I don't know your name. (laughs) But yeah. Oh my. What'd they do to the girl? Beat her ass? Yeah, they just drug her out of the house and beat the fuck out of her. Sweet. Her parents called the cops, and I think the guy's in jail now. Is he? Hmm. No, what happened, I think her parents were just like, oh shit, did she? We're sorry, don't be scary at us, and I think like they just paid to get the car cleaned and shit, because it was wet all over, and they paid to get it like dry cleaned or whatever, and I don't know, they might have paid to get his broad's hair redone. Um, but yeah, they had just come from the barbershop, beauty parlor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know. I always got my hair cut on the back porch, so I don't know what the fuck you call it when you go get your hair did. Yeah. And it's been like 10 years since I've had a haircut. So whatever, the place people go to get their hair looking all sexified. Well, the boys go to the barbershop and the girls go to the beauty parlor. There you go. Wait, is that why fucking those Ice Cube movies were called Barbershop and the spinoff were called Beauty Shop? You fucking think? Holy shit, I just fucking realized something. Did you just, did you seriously just put that together? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's fucking amazing. That was an amazing revelation if you just You're like, holy that shit, out. you're fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, no, I was just playing that up for comedic effect. I gotcha. Right quick, let's see if we got a reply from Favaz. He's going to be like, what the fuck's a nerd blitz and who gives a shit what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes I think, sorry, but it was a long time ago. I was never the, in quotes, real host. Oh. Huh. Hmm. I thought he did. I, I thought that was like the reason he was. It's weird too. That's the only time I ever saw somebody introduce a band like that. Yeah. I'm going to mention you real quick. Okay. I'm going to say no need because he said, sorry, I'm going to say no need to be sorry. And then I'm going to tag you and say, just brought you up introing Pantera, was it? Mm-hmm. At the American Theater in the early 90s, like 93, 92, 93. I'll just put early 90s. Yeah. I said, no need to be sorry. Fitzman just brought you up introing Pantera in the early 90s and mentioned hearing you host. That's funny. <laughs> it's like that uh, point five we did where we asked John Jackson Miller in the middle. Yeah. That's cool. It's like he's on the show. Yeah, a little bit. Special guest. Hey, woohoo, we got... Special guest Guy Favaz. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. No need to be sorry. At Fitzman just brought you up. Fitzman73, sorry. Mm-hmm. Extra fucking bullshit. Uh, brought you up introing Pantera in the early 90s and mentioned you hosting it. Thanks for the reply. There we go. Anywho, and reply. There we go. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's the water balloon story, and apparently he did guest host it for a while, or occasionally. What? We're getting shit done tonight, son! I know. <laughs> Like investigative reporters. Ah, yes. So, um, you ready to talk about Mania real quick? Yeah, you had a pretty big event this past weekend. Yeah, for the first time ever, I got to see an Undertaker match, a WrestleMania Undertaker match live. Yeah, not in person, but live as it happens on on the webs. That's what I mean. I've never watched him. uh, God damn it, I'm fiddling with my windscreen because it keeps twisting. It's annoying me. So, apologies. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get to go. I would have fucking came my pants. Yeah. You ever, but... Have you ever actually seen him live in person? No. Russell? Nope. I have. I hate you. <laughs> Twice, I think. Are you shitting me? No. When? Uh. And why the fuck is this just coming up now? I, you know, actually, I can't remember if he actually wrestled or not. I don't care. You were in the same fucking building. Spill. I've told you this before. <laughs> 
Maybe not on the program, but... I don't remember you ever mentioned being in the same building as Taker. Oh, yeah. It was during the uh, American Badass years, two Monday Night Raws. I'm pretty sure he was at one of them, at least. Okay, you know what's fucked up? You've mentioned not being a huge fan of the American Badass era, but yeah. you never said you were there. How do I know? Because I just listened to the episode from last year after he, you know, left the coat and the hat in the ring and everybody thought it was over. Yeah. And you mentioned not being a huge fan of it. And I said, well, I liked it because he was more brutal during that period. Yeah. But you never mentioned seeing him. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive that... It was it was around the time that he got injured too, when he had that pec tear or whatever that kept that he was out for a while. And okay. So I can't remember if he actually wrestled, but I'm pretty sure he came out and fuck, maybe not. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm misremembering. Hmm. I could have swore, but I definitely saw McFoley. I saw the I saw the return of Cactus Jack before it actually happened. Okay. After the show went dark, he was still in the ring as Mankind, and uh, he like did a little promo like after the cameras went off on Raw. Yeah. And he was saying some shit, and then, then he started going into, a like, a Cactus Jack rant, and then he ended it with, like, bang, bang, and all that shit, and people were going fucking crazy because they oh, knew yeah. he was coming back as Cactus Jack. Yeah. And this was, like, a couple of weeks before he actually did it. You know all of that shit that happens, the dark match stuff? Yeah. They do actually film that, but for the most part, they don't release it. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. Yeah, I forgot that's what they called them, dark matches at the beginning. Well, yeah, I mentioned curtain jerking to you, and it's like, holy shit, I haven't heard that in, like, <laughs> yeah. 20 years! But, um, yeah, you never told me you actually saw Taker live. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to research. I'm trying to see if I had... I don't think they're down here. Maybe they are down here. Hang on one second. I'll cut this dead air. Oh, okay. Okay. Back to the show. Are you back on mic? Almost. Well... Hold on, hold on, hold on. One more spot. I was just going to make a joke, but okay. I know, you're waiting for me to say I'm back on mic so you can make a gay joke. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm not stupid. Uh, well, I wasn't going to go, like, full gay, but... <laughs> okay, never mind. It's... Never mind, they're around here somewhere. And okay. yes, I'm back on Mike. How does Mike feel about that? <sighs> Satisfied? That's not full gay, it's just sort of. It's just sort of gay? Yeah. Okay. But yeah... Have I seen him in person or been in the building with him? No, because the last few times he's been here, rather the last few times WWE was here, mm -hmm. I think in like the last 10 years, he's only been here twice because every other time they've come here, he was injured. He was injured, yeah. And that time that he almost died because his flame shot up underneath him? Yeah. That was here. Oh, was it? Yeah, he dropped the title to Jericho because Sean interfered and, um, yeah. Huh. So he came in here as the champion and left, burned up and without his title. Nice. Yeah. And then what was the other? Th there was an... Oh! He came back here. It was after, I want to say, WrestleMania 31. Uh, Lesnar had a match against somebody for the title. Yeah. And Taker showed up and kicked him right in the nuts. <laughs> at the very end of the show. Nice. And I think maybe there was one other time he was here. May Oh! Uh, if Raw 1000 was here, he was there too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, he's only been here like three or four times in the last 10, 15 years. And I haven't been able to go because they've all been in like the last five years. Oh, okay. But WWE, they come here like two, three times a year. And I've missed it every time. Anywho, yeah. I've never seen Taker, been in an arena with Taker. So, um, Mania. That's where I'm going. The build up to it was completely dog shit. So you mean in the weeks leading up to it? Yeah, because the whole buildup was he was feuding with Cena, right? Yeah, that's what the match ended up being. Yeah, and the buildup to the match was just dog shit. It was Cena coming out and shit talking him, calling him a coward and shit. Which once again, it's like holy fuck, Vince really doesn't give a shit anymore about this character, does he? I guess not. Well, yeah, we'll find out later whether he did or not. But mm. no, I 
I've still got a huge problem. I talked about this last year because, again, I re-listened to that episode just to see if my feelings have changed or anything. Yeah. Which I legit did last year think he was done, and I thought it should have stayed that way. I mean, I'm sort of flip-floppy on it now after seeing the match this year, but we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. But, yeah, it's just Cena coming out saying, like, if you're retired, be retired. Say you're retired. If not, just shut the fuck up. Which, back in January, Taker had come back at the 25th anniversary of Raw special they did. Yeah. And he gave this weird fucking speech that, to me, sounded like, oh, he is retired then. But the announcers immediately after the speech ended were like, oh, wow, that's a menacing threat. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) And when they posted it on Twitter, they were like, Undertaker gives a startling warning. And I'm like, that's what you got out of that? Hmm. All right, I guess. But yeah, so he hadn't been seen since January. Cena's coming out, which I've always liked Cena. For like the past eight years or so, people have really given Cena a lot of shit. Shit, it's got to be more than that now. Because it's been since, like, WrestleMania 21, and that was 13 years ago. Anyway, people have been giving Cena a lot of shit because he's, you know, Superman. The same reason people don't really like Superman is because he smiles and happy and all this shit. And he's always, like, fucking pulling cats out of trees and hugging little kids. And people are like, fuck that! Cena needs to turn heel. And it's like, no, he doesn't because, I mean, come on. He's the biggest merch seller in the company. Why would you cut that off? Right. I mean, that's that's his whole thing. Yeah. Is not being the heel. Yeah, and it's like he's granted the most wishes from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Why would they all of a sudden have him be like, fuck you guys? Right. It doesn't make sense for a company that has so many PR problems. I admittedly would say most of them are unjustified. There are reasons you could go after that company, but people pick weird ones. Why would you have this big fucking great PR machine suddenly turn. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, I've always been in Cena's corner, especially after they put out one of those DVDs on him that had like a documentary about him from childhood until like 2007 or some shit. Yeah. And you learn about the dude and you see like his sense of humor because they loaded it with extras. It's a three disc DVD set. So there's a lot of shit in there. And it's like, oh shit, he's got the same sort of sense of humor as like I do because he makes a lot of fucking dick jokes. Who does? Cena? Cena. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, back in the day, he had this segment on the website where it was like, Ask John Cena. Yeah. And like, there's episodes of it where it's like, they're five minute episodes, three to five minutes. There's episodes of it where it's like, hey, beep, 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 See you next week. Because he's just fucking swearing like a sailor. Oh, wow. And it's like, this is awesome. So it's like, shit like that got me on his side. And Cena, like I said, Taker is last year. Cena's company, man. They tell him, go out and do something. He's going to do it. Yeah. So it made no sense to me for him to come out and just shit talk Taker, the dude who's been there again for 27 and a half years, 28 and a half years. The loyal fucking soldier just to have the new face or the most recent face of the company just shit talking for four weeks. Right. And they didn't they didn't have any like no physical heat, just just shit talking the whole time. No. Hmm. The match wasn't even advertised for Mania because Taker gave Cena no fucking reply. Oh. That's what I mean. It's fucking stupid build up. I mean That is stupid build up. I thought they were at least going back and forth. No. We didn't even see Taker until WrestleMania. Holy shit, really? Really. There was no, literally no indication that Taker was going to be there. Now, any smart person would think, they just spent four weeks shit-talking Undertaker. Of course he's going to be there. Yeah. So that makes sense. You knew it was going to happen, but... Oh, I I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the build-up is just so stupid to run him down and then not be like, oh yeah, it's going to happen. Because I thought the logical conclusion, what could have saved the fucking previous three weeks of like, you're a coward, you suck. Oh, you'll show up on your wife's Instagram feed working out, but you won't show up here. Oh, you're disappointing the fans. Listen to all of them. They want you. Where are you at? You're disappointing them. The logical build-up to all of that would have been basically what happened at Mania. Mm-hmm. On the final week, the go-home show to Raw, fucking either Cena brings out the hat and coat, puts it in the ring, or what happened at Mania, like, Cena's out there shit-talking, some other dude comes out, Cena beats him up, Cena starts on his way to the back, disappointed because Taker didn't show up, he disappointed the crowd, all of a sudden lights go out, the gong hits, the lights come up, purple, and Taker's hat and coat are in the ring. Mm-hmm. And again, this happened at Mania, I thought it should have been on the go-home Raw. Then Lightning comes down, hits the hat and coat. Taker's music starts playing. He comes out. Cena runs back to the ring. Taker makes his way to the ring. That, I thought, would would have been a badass fucking ending 
to the build-up. Yeah. Even just uh, Cena bringing out the hat and coat, putting it in the ring, you don't need to see Taker have the lightning hit it. That's like, oh shit, he's coming back because the lightning hit it and it disappeared. Oh, the hat disappeared? The hat and the coat disappeared. And it, it was the gear that he put in the ring last year. He came out wearing it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's really fucking cool. So, but they did that during WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh. Like I said... Cena called Taker out. Taker didn't come out. Some other dude came out. Cena beat up this other dude. Then he starts to the back, disappointed. The lights go out. The gong hits. The lights come up purple in the ring. And you just see the hat and coat Hmm. in the ring. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that would have been perfect for the last Raw before Mania. But they did it at Mania, which is like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, everybody's already there. Yeah, you're not selling tickets. Use that to sell tickets. And some people are like, well, WrestleMania is big enough that you don't need to sell tickets. And they did allegedly break a fucking attendance record with like 78,000 people there. But still. 78,000? Where the fuck was this at? Uh, Superdome in New Orleans. Oh, okay. And they pushed that hard too. It was the site, the same arena that Taker lost the streak at 30. Oh, okay. To Brock. So it's like him coming back into town to get vengeance for losing the streak. Once he came out, that's what they're saying. It's like, see, you could have been saying this the whole fucking time. Yeah. Not fucking wait till the show and be like, oh, yeah, he's coming back for revenge for losing and to get Cena. Oh, yeah. It would have made for a better buildup. So, anywho, Taker makes his entrance, his long entrance, and to be honest with you, his entrance was longer than the fucking match. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. I heard the match was not not long. It wasn't, but see, given that it was so one-sided in the build-up, and again, it would have made the build-up better to do this on Raw, not like beat him up that quick, but to have Taker accept you go into Mania knowing the match is going to happen. Yeah. And then, after all of that build-up, all of that shit talking, have Taker come out and just lay waste to him in two and a half minutes, or like two minutes and 49 seconds, I think. Then to do that, that would have been ballsy and amazing, which, don't get me wrong, the match was still, with all of that terrible build-up of Cena just shit-talking him, Yeah, coming out and being like, okay, kid, you're done, yeah. you know? I saw um, I saw a screenshot. Did he fucking do the rope walk? Yeah. Fuck. They call that going old school. That's going old school? Yeah, that's what that move is called. But yeah, he did it. He grabbed his arm, went to the top rope. Wow. It's like, holy shit, man. I can't believe he fucking did that with all the injuries he's had and stuff. Apparently, he had a hip replacement since last year. Yeah, they generally they, they generally don't uh, encourage you to do that type of shit after you have a hip replacement. Well, yeah, and I, I'm sure the doctor was like, no more tombstones, too. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, he was probably he was probably like, you're, you're done wrestling, right? <laughs> well, they've said that Taker's wanted to get this done for a while. He's needed it for like three to five years. Yeah. But he's kind of pushed it off until retirement. Yeah. Is what they said, or until he had a long break. Well, apparently last year he felt it was time. Yeah. But I got to say, he looked better this year than he has in about three years. Yeah, that's that's what I saw everybody saying was he looked younger than he looked younger than he did last year. Mm-hmm. He looked about as good as he did at WrestleMania 25 against Sean. Yeah. Which that, to me, is one of his best matches ever. And not just one of his, but like one of the best matches ever. There's a couple botches in it that are like, ooh, that didn't look right. They shot that wrong. But overall, that match is textbook. If you want to show somebody wrestling, give them uh, Taker versus Sean at WrestleMania 25. That is a textbook match. Perfect fucking example of what wrestling can be, especially if you factor in the build up to it. Yeah. Where it was like fucking light versus dark. And the entrances were so awesome too. Like Sean dressed in reverse Undertaker gear. White hat, white coat, white gloves. And he descended from the ceiling on this little platform. And then Taker came up all black from under the uh, stage. Stage, So yeah, it was a perfect fucking like opposing forces type thing. Yeah. That you don't see them do too often. I was going to say, they don't don't fucking do that kind of shit anymore. Yeah, no. Like, it really was. It was like a clear divide of, like, good versus evil. Yeah. And yeah, you don't see that shit. Now it's just like, oh, I don't like you and here's why. And it's like, that... Okay, I guess that's a reason. Right. Like, yeah, I think we've talked about this before, too. Is like, that's why I don't really dig wrestling that much anymore. Is, it's... I don't know. It's just like, it's like fake UFC almost. Like they're trying to be like a fake yeah. UFC. Like the, yeah. like all the personalities are just like UFC fighters or something. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's got an actual gimmick. I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly right. It's, we've talked about it before. It's like, here's Bill West and 
Carl Franklin. Yeah. And you don't have characters anymore. That was always what made wrestling great. Yeah, you it was have so these comic crazy characters. And, yeah, it was exactly, so comic yes. and stupid. Yeah. I, that's the thing that always annoys me when you see people who love comics that are like, fucking fuck wrestling. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. Right. Or especially people who love superheroes because it's like, it's superheroes. It's over the top crazy bullshit. Yeah, except it's not that anymore, really. No. That's what it used to be. Like, when I was a kid, that's what it, especially what it was. Especially the 80s. Oh my god, it was, everything was so over the top. Which, I can't stand Hulk Hogan, but like, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, that is another perfect example of what wrestling is. Oh, the fucking, was. you talk about a fucking build-up and hype. Yeah, because I that. mean, that specifically, it's like, you've got a mythical fucking giant, and even though Hulk Hogan was a big dude, it's like fucking Davy and Goliath. Davy. Yeah. David and Goliath. <laughs> oh, Davy. <laughs> I've made that mistake before. Yeah. But yeah, it's like David and Goliath. Because that whole buildup was like, how is Hogan going to win? He, he can't pick up Andre. Andre's like eight foot tall or whatever they uh, said he was. Yeah, he could never slam him. Mm -hmm. And then he did and it's like, oh my fucking God, dude, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, he did it like barely. <laughs> yeah. And only because Andre the Giant like probably jumped in the fucking air. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like Cena where he FU'd uh, Edge and Big Show. Yeah. Where it's like, you've got like 600 pounds on your back, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. And he carried him. Yeah, he looks like he could do it, though. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was a big dude, but he was never, like, ripped. I mean, he was never as jacked as Cena. No. But, it, like, Cena picked him up and carried him across the ring to FU him. And it's like, that's fucking mind-blowing. But yeah, after the shitty buildup, it was a good payoff. Because like I said, Cena just shit-talked him for a month. Yeah, and then he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, he, Taker came out, hit every single one of his big moves. Yeah. In two hours, or two hours. That would be an awesome match, wouldn't it? Two hours? Yeah, you'd get your money's worth. That <laughs> Fucking A. Fuck. Like a two and a half hour Iron Man match with Taker and Cena? <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, Fucking um... audience, the audience fucking tapped out before that was over. <laughs> They would have. And like Mania is long left. now, too. With the network, Mania is so fucking long. Oh, really? Because cool, they have all the time in the world now. Exactly. Including, like, the pre-show shit until the final bell. It was an eight-hour show. I was going to say, it's probably like the fucking Super Bowl. There's probably, like... It is. Yeah, it's probably, like, fucking six hours of preamble. Well, I mean, when I say pre-show, I don't mean just assholes sitting around talking about it. I mean, they do matches pre-show now. Oh, really? Yeah, they did like two to three hours of pre-show matches, and then WrestleMania happened. God damn. And if you watch on the network, they do do the shit. Haha, <laughs> I said doo-doo. Doo-doo. They do do the shit where, I said it again, um, people are sitting around being like, this match is going to happen, and here's why. Yeah. They do that shit, too, but there's matches in there, too, so it's like, holy fuck. Like, How do they, they have enough people to fucking have matches and then have a fully stocked WrestleMania afterwards? Yeah, dude. Damn. Well, think about it. Raw is three hours now. SmackDown's two hours. They've got superstars to fill that. Yeah, but, not but just Raw that. is a bunch of talking. True, but not just that. They've got the Cruiserweight division, which that's its own one-hour show now, the Cruiserweight show. It's called 205, I think. Oh, really? Um, You've got all of these... Like, they're really stacking the deck on their women's wrestling, which you're not supposed to call them divas anymore, which is like, fuck you. Mm. You had superstars and divas. Now you've got men and women wrestlers. It's like, that doesn't sound fucking flashy anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there's a negative connotation to diva. I guess, but whatever. And then you've got NXT. NXT is their fucking... Um, well, and plus, it's almost an insult to call them a diva. Like, if you look back at what the divas were when the divas started... These girls aren't necessarily divas. <laughs> True. They're not fucking but... sable with fucking handprint paint over their tits. True, but I mean, Lita and Trish Stratus, widely considered two of the greatest women wrestlers of all time, they were part yeah, of I that diva divas, era. Yeah. So, and like, Mickey James, she's back now. She trained with them like 10, 15 years ago, so she's technically part of that too. Yeah. So, I don't understand. It, like I said, it just sounds flashier. Superstars and divas. Now you've got men and women. And it's like, eh, whatever. Is it bad that when, uh, did you see those pictures of Sal and Q at Mania? That they I were, did. When they were, like, standing there with Paige? Yeah. Is it is it bad that all I could think of was... was Video? Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> yeah, I thought it too. Yeah. <laughs> Which the following night on Raw, she announced she's got a neck injury and can't wrestle anymore. Didn't they already announce that? 
Well, sort of. But it wasn't, like, for real? Yeah, it wasn't official for reals. Like, they said she was sidelined for a while. Yeah, it was, like, in the news that she was done, but they didn't actually say it on... Yeah, because they thought there was still hope. Oh. But then again, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan in WWE, he retired, like, three or four years ago because his neck was fucked up, but he just got cleared. Yeah. And I think it was a concussion thing with him, too. But they just cleared him and said, after every fucking interaction, after anybody touches you, you've got to get impact testing to make sure you're okay. That's fucked up. I think I would just find a different line of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was still involved because he was the GM of uh, SmackDown. But since he's back in action, fucking Monday night, Paige announced she's retiring from in-ring competition. Tuesday, she became the new GM of SmackDown. Yeah. They're still around, still collecting a paycheck, and still yeah. keeping their name out there. Yeah. After watching that video, I'm not surprised that she has a neck injury, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. True. Um, <laughs> um, surprised she doesn't have an asshole injury, to be honest. Uh, all hole injury. A torn sphincter. <laughs> A perforated colon, a perforated bowel. Shredded openings, just leave it at that. All of them. Fuck, but again, uh, it's too far, dude. Oh, it's shredded colon's okay, but shredded opening, all of them, that's too far? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, what was I saying now? I don't know. Um. She, was, she became the GM of SmackDown. Yeah, I'm going back further than that to the taker thing because that's really all i care about yeah so did you watch any of any of the other matches or not i did i watched some of them like the ronda rousey match leading up to that her shit was scary because she looked dangerous and not like oh she's brutal no dangerous like like she doesn't know what she's doing she looked low brown dangerous yeah (laughs) like she had she was doing a samoan drop that's like you're gonna kill somebody yeah because it was a high impact one too like a hard drop and it's like you're gonna fucking kill somebody yeah but she looked pretty good from what i saw Hmm. oh the most important thing this goes back to last year too brock versus roman reigns for the title that was fucking amazing people gave that match shit but i don't give a fuck because roman reigns got his ass he got the fucking shit beat out of him and i'm not saying like wrestling shit beat out of him he legit got the shit beat out of him (laughs) because lesnar gave him like near 20 suplexes oh my and that's what people were bitchy about. They're like, fuck, all it was is Brock doing three moves and all of them were suplexes. Because he kept hitting him with German suplexes, belly to belly, and then the F5, which is a variation of a suplex. Mm-hmm. But at one point, after Reigns kept kicking out, Lesnar fucking got on his head and gave him three elbows to the head. The Ooh. second one, if you look close, you can see Roman didn't blade. If he did blade, like, for once he did something good, he did something right. It really split him open. But it split him the fuck open. You know that old image of Vince where he peeks his head over the edge of the ring and, like, it's just a crimson mask? Yeah. That was Roman. But oh. worse. He was busted the fuck open bad. And I was loving every second of it. Because to uh, me, it's like, you damn near fucking killed Taker last year with your stupid shit. Fuck you, that's what you deserve. But, um, I watched another match, too. Oh, I watched that shit with uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. Which is funny. Last year, I was like, this Braun Strongman or Strowman guy? I don't fucking know. Some new dude. Yeah. I watched this match with him, which... That's another case of, like, what the fuck are you doing, Vince? Because they've built him up to be this incredible monster, right? Uh-huh. This is the dude we talked about where last year, the night after Mania, he beat the shit out of Roman, and then threw him off of a stage, on a, strapped to a gurney, put him in, a put him in ambulance, an ambulance, then, then flipped the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. And a few months after that, he flipped uh, the cab of a semi. Jesus. A few months after that, he flipped some other big vehicle. So they've built him up some to be this- Some other big vehicle with the engine removed? Yes, and probably a lift on the ends to lift it. Uh, But the point is, they've built him to be this incredibly strong fucking monster. Okay. And I think they do a show on Facebook Live called Mix Match Challenge, where it's a dude and a chick versus a dude and a chick. Mm -hmm. So I think they've sort of fucked around with his character a bit there and made him softer. But at Mania, they went too far, in my opinion, where he tagged 
against Sheamus and this other dude from Switzerland or whatever named Cesaro. He tagged against them because the buildup was it was him against them, but he needs a tag team partner. He can't hold the tag titles if he doesn't have a tag partner. Mm -hmm. So he pulled a kid out of the audience and tagged with this kid. The kid was the referee's son, but we don't know that. Oh, okay. He tagged with this kid, though, won the titles basically on his own. And then the next night on Raw, they vacated the titles. They relinquished them because it's a fucking kid. He's in fourth grade. (laughs) Right. And it's like, so... What was the point of that, then? You just wanted the titles off of Sheamus and Cesaro. That's all you did there. Oh, I see. That's fucking stupid. I see. If you wanted the titles off of them, get a legit tag team. Right. So, yeah, it's Braun with a little kid beat them for the titles, and the next night they gave them up. And it's like, whatever, that's stupid. Hmm. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's a Make-A-Wish kid. But it it's not. Oh. It's the referee's son. I know, but maybe the referee's son made a wish. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Dad, can I help you get a bigger paycheck for Mania? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know, let me ask my fucking demented boss. <laughs> that's Vince. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but yeah. Overall, it was a better show than I expected, and the Taker thing, the build-up was shitty, but the payoff was great, because like I said, that did make sense. A lot of people were like, it was bullshit, it was only 2 minutes and 49 seconds, but like I said, it made sense after having Cena shit-talking for 4 weeks for him to come out and be like, fuck you, and just beat the shit out of him. He's not done even, right? That's where I was going next. No, they've got this stupid thing. It really annoys me the re- the way they're calling this the greatest Royal Rumble or whatever. But uh, April 27th, which this will come out after that. So maybe in two or three episodes, we'll get my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. There's a little controversy about this match, too. Taker's going to have a casket match at that against Chris Jericho. Right. But it started out somebody different, didn't it? Didn't they change yeah. it? Yeah. Against a Bulgarian dude named Rusev. Yeah. And... From what I've heard, this Rusev dude is not happy with the company, and he asked for his release, and they were like, no, 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 here, we'll put you in the U.S. title match. He didn't win, but hey, he got a title match bump in his pay. Uh Uh-huh. But I think what I've heard is the other thing is, like, Vince got super pissed because after this casket match was announced, and again, it's greatest Royal Rumble, it's going to be a 50-man rumble, and it's going to be broadcasting live from Saudi Arabia. Oh, shit. The first ever thing from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. After this match was announced, they were, Rusev and his wife, Lana, were caught by TMZ. Mm-hmm. And they were talking, basically, they were like, oh, we're going to beat the old man up. He's going down, all this type of shit. Okay. And from what I've heard, the way they went about it really pissed Vince off. Mm. So they were like, okay, fuck you. You're out. Jericho's in. Really? Yeah. Because I, I watched the video, too, and I mean... To me, it sort of feels like the old school, like, when you're in public, you're in character type of thing. Right. Well, yeah, like, what would Vince expect him to say? Like, oh, no, we're we're best buddies. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, K-Fab is broken now. Yeah. So, the only thing I can figure is, like, him saying, oh, I'm going to bury him, he's going down. That kind of pissed Vince off because Vince took it as, like, the old guard is over type of thing. I don't know. But then the other thing was, Rusev tweeted something, he quoted the WWE tweet and said, uh, bury me softly, brother, which I heard that pissed Vince off too because Rusev has been going around saying WWE doesn't care about him and they're trying to bury him. And then he said that, or they say Vince said that that's him like taking a shot at Vince being like, you're just burying me, bitch. Hmm. You went from like figuratively burying me to literally you're going to put me in a casket and bury me. Oh. It's a lot of fucking petty bullshit. Oh, it sounds like some petty bullshit. Yeah. But the great thing, I'm really excited about uh, him versus Jericho. I wish like with the Cena match, it would have been like six years ago. Yeah. But I'm excited about it because... I didn't realize Jericho was even still wrestling. Oh yeah. He goes away and tours with his band and then he comes back for like six months to a year. Yeah. Wow. And I think this is going to be his return to WWE after like six months touring. Hmm. Jericho's got it all, dude. He's fulfilled every one of his childhood dreams. He wanted to be a rock star, a wrestler, and a writer. Well, he writes books, he wrestles, and he's got a pretty successful rock band. Yeah. I'm really excited for the Jericho match because they've never really fought one-on-one. They've been part of tag matches. I think they had like one one one-on-one match on SmackDown like eight years ago. Okay. But that's it. They've never really fought one-on-one publicly. Hmm. They've had a few matches at house shows too, but for the most part, they've 
like either been on tag teams together or against each other and never really had much contact in the ring. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really fucking cool. Like I said, it would have been better eight years ago, but Dems the brakes. Yeah. And after as good as Taker looked at Mania, it's like, fucking give it to me. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't fuck himself up. Which one? Well, either one of them. I, yeah. Taker's probably way more likely to fuck himself up than Jericho, but. Yeah. It was funny, too. People were being like, okay, Taker's done now. He fucking got revenge for losing the streak. He got revenge against Cena talking shit about him. He's done now. And like two days later, they were like, Undertaker, casket match with Rusev. That's what I thought when I saw that. I was like, what? I thought he was done after this, too. I thought this was like the big goodbye or whatever. Mm -hmm. But see, that goes back to what I said last year. If you just have Taker win, especially in a match that's unadvertised, and ride off into the sunset, and you don't promote it as his last match, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. But with this casket match, it's like, wait, so is he having one last run then? Maybe. Because he said a couple times in promos over the last few years, and especially after the promo at uh, Raw in January, where like it sounded like a retirement, but they were saying he was delivering a dire warning. Yeah. He's been saying a couple times now that like he's back and he's going to have one last run. So I'm thinking maybe that got delayed by a couple years, and now he's actually going to have that one last run. Hmm. Maybe? I don't maybe. fucking know. Now that he's like all bionic and shit. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like, if he can perform at the level he did, at Mania, granted it was only two minutes and like 49 seconds, but if he can perform at that level, which was like how he looked 10 years ago, I'm all for it. Go ahead, dude. Just don't fucking destroy yourself and ruin your retirement because I want you to write a fucking book already. (laughs) God damn. But yeah, that's our uh, wrestling update. I was really afraid you were going to get disappointed when we were recording and you were getting ready to watch that. I was like, oh, I hope they don't fuck him over. Yeah. Well, I told you at, right after the match, it's like, dude, are you sure we can't record right now? Right, yeah. <laughs> because it would have been as energetic as I've been. It would have been a lot fucking more energetic. We would have came in hot and like, take her one, bitches. Mm. That would have been fun to do like a half hour recording that night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Sunday and I know that doesn't work. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. I know. Fuck though. <laughs> you could have took Monday off. Yeah, could have. <laughs> they're like, reason for taking off? My fucking fat-ass podcast partner watched WrestleMania, yeah. and they're like, and? I was busy being a digital entertainer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was worried they were going to disappoint me, too. Yeah. Because they could have pulled a ballsy swerve and, like, Taker didn't show up at all. Oh, that would have that would have totally been, like, Vince's style, too. Yes. To, to fucking totally Al Capone's vault it. Fucking A. Like, I would have been so pissed in hindsight, I would have looked back and been like, that's ballsy, though. Yeah. But I would have been so fucking pissed. Or they could have done worse and, like, had Cena just destroy Taker. Right. Well, that was what I was afraid was going to happen. Would yeah. Not destroy him, but, like, but beat him because he's got that movie coming out and shit. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. People have mentioned that as probably being Cena's last match for a while. Because he's making the step into Hollywood like Dwayne did. Yeah. But, see... That I don't think that's Cena's style. He's not going to do what Dwayne did because Cena actually learned Mandarin to help the company expand into China. Holy shit. And don't they say Mandarin is one of the hardest languages to learn? Yeah. Okay. It's not the hardest. Yeah. You're not going to put in that much effort and then three, four, five years later be like, all right, suckers, fuck you. Yeah. That doesn't seem his style. He seems dedicated to the company well, and, he's done, and the business. He's done movies and shit and TV shows and... Exactly. All kinds of shit all along. It's not like he was like, now he's going to be a movie star or now he's going to mm, be an actor. Like I said, he hasn't done like Dwayne, which when him and Dwayne had that feud, that was a big fucking part of Cena's argument is Dwayne fucking disappeared. And then he would come back and be like, hey, everybody, I'm back and I've never left. And then he'd disappear for another five years. Yeah. And then he'd come back and be like, I'm back and I'm never leaving again. And then he'd disappear for a year Mm -hmm. until it was time for a big paycheck like Mania. Yeah. I don't see Cena doing that. I could see Cena coming in like four times a year, which that's still like a part-time schedule, but that's more than Dwayne has done. Yeah. So... I've got big problems with Dwayne, too. Yeah, I you haven't noticed. <sighs> Him and Hogan, they're both scumbags for similar yet different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't see Cena, even though this movie is, like, doing well or tracking well. I don't know if it's opened yet. But people are saying it's, like, fucking hilarious. It's this generation's, like, teen titty comedy. Yeah. And they're saying this could propel him forward. But, like, he did Ferdinand. That was pretty good, actually, by the way. But he did Ferdinand, and that did well. Yeah. yeah well, like I said, he's done lots of shit. 
Mm-hmm. He's in the new Ninja Turtles show, too. Is he? Yeah. The voice? Yeah, I don't know if he's one of the Turtles or not. I can't remember. But yeah, he's in that, too. Hmm. And, I mean, that's coming out soon, so he's been recording it for a while, and he still showed up. So, mm. yeah. I don't see him disappearing, like, full time. I think, like, once he is done in the ring, I could see him taking a uh, backstage or, like, a general manager role, too. Yeah, like a front office role. Mm-hmm. He could be the director of Pumping Iron. Ew. But. I don't know. It just felt like the thing to say. How the fuck do you have enough time in your life to be that jacked? Yeah, I guess you make time. I guess you get up at three fucking o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's why I'm fat. Yep. You Well, I mean, one, you've got to wake up early and fit in exercising, but two, you've got to eat healthy, too. Well, that's another reason I'm fat, but, you know. That's the main reason I'm fat, I would say. Yeah, I'm trying. This past week, I was trying hard. We'll see if it carries over till next week. Are you, like, working out or just trying to eat better? Both. See, the thing for me with working out is I've gone through these periods where, like, I'll work out for two weeks to a month. Yeah. And, like, I'll eat less because that's the big thing, eat less. But we've talked about before, like, my brother would eat twice as much as me and still be fucking thin as a rail and have six packs. It's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. (laughs) But, like, I'll eat less and I'll work out, like, every day or every other day because they say working out every day it's not really good for you because your body needs time to heal. Yeah. But, um, I'll work out for, like, two weeks to a month. Then I don't see any real results. Like, I don't see any... Right. And then you get discouraged and quit. Not even discouraged. Like, I get hardcore depressed yeah and it's just like why bother yeah i'm just gonna fucking die a fat piece of shit who cares probably next week eating a hot dog but still (laughs) hot dog and i don't mean like are you on mic type hot dog i mean like sure you don't a shit cylinder with cow assholes and chicken beaks or whatever the fuck they make hot dogs out of Mm, done on the grill it sounds delicious what cow asshole and chicken beaks Mm -hmm, in a meat tube or a hot dog yeah oh in a meat tube gotcha we had some italian sausages and i'm not talking about what's in my pants um on the grill a couple days ago Uh they're sweet italian sausages and again not what's in my pants Mm. they're fucking good put ketchup on them we all know it's an irish sausage in your pants so (sighs) i know you don't have to What's the Irish curse over here? Uh-huh. Sod bastard. So, do you want to talk about another topic right quick, or do you want to go to something else? I don't know. Do we have a short topic? I don't think we have a short topic, do we? Not really. Not really. Yeah, let's wrap it up, and we'll, we'll jam everything in the other one. We won't fuck around. Okay. That was fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. It feels wrong, though, doesn't it? It kind of does, but... Okay, I want to talk about this real quick. It'll be short. Okay. Because it is on my... Um list sorry everybody we're trying to keep this short and record two episodes in one night but real quick i want to talk about i've had this on my list since we went and saw spider-man last july so almost a year uh-huh a couple of the easter eggs we missed you oh, know okay did we miss easter eggs yeah on that first viewing a couple popped out to me and there was another thing i wanted to talk about which we can knock these out like 10 15 minutes okay uh first of all was uh have you watched it since it came out on home video yeah i did Jesus Christ, what am I, a grandma from the 80s? Did you watch the home video? Did you watch the fucking Blu-ray? Yeah. Okay, the music. Remember the fucking music where how Giacchino, wasn't it, worked in the old Spider-Man theme? Uh Uh-huh. Wasn't that fucking amazing? We never really talked about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not an Easter egg that we missed, though. We, I guess we didn't really, no. really comment on it, but yeah. That's... Well, that's what I'm saying. I had an Easter egg and something else that I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. I love I loved that. That was so fucking great. Yeah, like a fucking bombastic version mm-hmm. of it. That was so fucking amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. And gives, like, real legitimacy to that movie, too. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it makes it It's more... not a ringtone like it was in the other movies. It's like an undercurrent in the throughout the movie where you right right i mean it 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 shows that they like gave a shit i guess Mm -hmm. like i said in the one of the sam raimi movies i think it was spider-man 2 maybe the first one that asian chick scratching on her violin fucking spider-man spider-man made it sound like she wrote a folk song about spider-man that was kind of lame yeah but kind of cool. And in one of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, or both of them, it was his ringtone. Yeah, I remember that. It was the first and one. I was like... Because I remember it, and I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, it's like, okay, so the Spider-Man song exists in the universe? Mm-hmm. And you've been Spider-Man for like five minutes? Right. Okay. Okay. Which we did talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2, didn't we? Yes, we did. 
and how shitty and terrible it was. Fucking terrible, except for the moments when you see Spider-Man on screen. Every other moment, like, he swings out of frame, it's like, this is terrible. Yeah. Then he swings back in, and it's like, hey, it's all... Oh, he's gone. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, the Easter egg. I saw this in the theater, and I did tap you and point it out to you, but you went, huh? And I went, the Easter egg, vaguely, and you went, what? And I was just like, never mind, I'll tell you later. Well, a year later, I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I forget which part because I haven't watched it in a couple weeks, but I think there's a part where he's swinging through New York, or it might have been during one of the montages. Mm -hmm. If you look at the top of a building, there's graffiti across it that says Bagley. Okay. For, you know, Mark Bagley, Mark Bagley yeah. the artist. Uh -huh. I thought that was a cool Easter egg that you would like, especially because I know you're real art focused. Yeah. I don't really know his work, though. I know the name, but I'm not like... I can't remember if he was the first artist that did Ultimate Spider-Man, but he has done some like legit Spider-Man, not that bullshit. Yeah, that, sound, yeah that, that sounds like an Ultimate artist to me. Yeah, but he has done some legit Spider-Man work that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I think he's got a variant for Amazing Spider-Man 800. Oh, yeah? That's like, holy shit, that's cool. That's cool. Which, another thing, real quick. Action Comics 1000. Yeah. Have you seen all those covers for that? Yeah. I mean, are you coming your pants as hard as I have been? No, not really. Really? Nah. It's fucking amazing, though, dude. Superman is back. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I was... I'm... I've never been, like, a super hardcore Superman person. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. I don't know what it is. It's just never... I mean, I like him. It's not like I'm like, fuck Superman, but... Yeah. But it's not, like, the same as seeing, like, some really badass uh, Batman or, you know... I would take Superman over Batman, but I will say Superman is harder to do. Definitely. I think that's why I don't like him as much. I think it's because yeah. there's so much bad Superman... Yeah. There's so much lame-ass Superman shit. I think I've mentioned this before, like, a couple times when Smallville was on the air, they were like, we're bringing Chloe into the comics. It's like, oh, fuck, yes. And I would pick up Superman, and they would be like, he's coming in, or she's coming in, like, issue 625. So I would start getting into, like, 620. Yeah. It's like, fuck, yes, Chloe's coming, this is gonna be awesome. I'd read it for five issues, and be like, this is terrible, but Chloe's coming. 625 would come out, and they'd be like, oh, last minute we switched her to a different character. And it's like, fuck this! And I'd drop the book. Yeah. Then another time, they'd be like, Chloe's coming! It's like, fuck you, motherfuckers! Last minute, they'd be like, oh, we just made her a new character. And it's like, fuck you, motherfuckers! So I'd drop it again. Yeah. <laughs> that goes to tell you what I think of the Superman comics for the most part. But I them fucking covers for Action 1000, they're stunning, dude. Yeah. I Yeah, they are. I, I have to admit they are. Uh, but the downside, it's like an $8 book, and it's not staple-bound. Well, yeah, exactly. Whoa. $8? I know. Holy <laughs> I know. shit. But it's not like a regular comic book. It's not staple-bound. It looks like a fucking graphic novel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a, and I think it's got decent covers on it, too. It's a quality book. Okay. But still, eight fucking dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, so it'll be it's gonna be like a prestige or something. Something, yeah. Yeah, like those old issues of the cult and like those um one Batman books you gave me. That's what it looks like. Batman. You books gave me some Batman books that were like four twenty five. I can't remember what they were. Fuck. And I don't feel like running and checking them. But yeah, you gave me some Batman books that that's what the printing the published book is gonna look like. Oh okay, yeah. But um. Yeah. Well, I may have to pick one up. I don't know. If you don't like it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll send you like five covers I like too. No. <laughs> yeah. Send me your wish list. <laughs> like you're a fucking Snapchat whore. I was gonna say like a fucking cam whore. Uh huh. I'll send you my Amazon wish, wish lists of mm -hmm. Superman covers, and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's speaking enough. of variant covers, though, and we're gonna or talk not. about this. We're gonna talk about this next episode. <laughs> um, no, real quick. Um, I know, but it's funny. It's like, I think that's enough. Speaking of variants, yeah, uh, shut the fuck up, fat boy. It's my time. <laughs> Step I, off, cum bubble. It's my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I finished reading uh, that, that Vader, the first uh, trade 
of the Vader oh. weapon of the Empire or whatever. Mm. And uh, The Vader comic set just after episode three. Yeah, yeah. Like almost immediately after. Well, yeah, literally immediately after. Um, yeah, I'm just setting that up so people know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, it, the very last page of it is Jocasta New. Okay. So I turned the page and I was like, oh, then it's Holy a, it was like, shit. you know, to be continued or whatever. But yeah. then it went into the cover gallery, the variant covers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a fucking variant in there, dude, that I was like, I almost fucking, you talk about cum my pants. Like, uh, well, you have, you, you're able to see it now if you want. No, no, don't tease that. Huh? Don't tease that. Okay. Because uh, I've got to set up for that next episode. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll show it to you because it's, um. It's uh, it's like a, a like an old Marvel variant, old Marvel Star uh-huh. Wars style. Yeah. And it's Vader holding like unconscious or dead Padme. Oh. And the top corner box in the top, you know, where it would have like Spider Man's face or like the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four's faces up there. It's like all the clone troopers, all the different variants of clone trooper faces. Oh, okay. So like that five hero box. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. And then uh. Like, even, like, the edges look like they're all ratty and worn out, you know, the edges of the book. There's foxing on the edges. Yes, yes. As Coulson taught us. Uh, and it's sort of, like, faded out and stuff. It's a fucking badass-looking dude. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay, but that's all I have there. Comics, that's what we've got to talk about next yep. episode. Yeah, we got comics news and stuff. But, for now, time to do thank yous. Yep. As per usual, our thank yous go to at the J Sarge for our uh, opening music, at Sherry Says for our opening opening. You're opening. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, at the Sherry Says for our logo. Why was I saying opening earlier? She didn't do the opening. She did the logo. I don't know. What an asshole I am. Thanks to at JP Montgomery for taking those pictures of the lovely lady Logan, and thanks to at Looking for Eight for our Knights of Noblitzdom design. Yep, thanks guys. Now time for our shit. What's iHeartRadio? Um, well, I'm pretty sure they're going bankrupt, but uh Oh, okay, never mind. I think they just filed for bankruptcy, but Huh, that's fucked up because they've got iHeartRadio shit on CW all the time. Yeah. Well, and mean, people are saying SoundCloud's in trouble. Really? Yeah, we talked about that on the two-year show. People have been saying for like 3 oh, years yeah. SoundCloud's going out of business in 6 months. Oh, they're still saying that though? Yeah. Oh. Who knows? People have constantly been saying that for the last three years. SoundCloud's going to be out of business in six months, and it's like, okay, here we are three years later. Right. When are they going out of business? iHeartRadio, they're world-known. Everybody fucking talks about iHeartRadio all the time, and you're saying they're going out of business? Well, I'm not saying they're Whatever. going out of business. I'm saying they filed bankruptcy. There's a difference. Whatever, same thing. The no. toys are resting this bitch. <laughs> no, you can you can file bankruptcy and not go out of business. I know, I'm just being shitty (laughs) besides did you see that somebody well we could talk about this on the next one if you want but yes we can okay (laughs) anyway find us on itunes google play stitcher tune in we're part of nope itunes google play stitcher tune in soundcloud we're part of the high altitude podcast network at highaltpod.net and find everything we do at nerdblitz.com get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop we've got designs by sherry and at looking for eight Ta there. Uh, at Sherry says, I'll give them both the double plug. Mm-hmm. God, I'm an asshole. Double plug. Yeah. <laughs> Dude! What the fuck? I'm going to leave that in to fuck with you. <laughs> to care. fuck you over. <laughs> um, sounded sexy. <laughs> double plug? Mm-hmm. You're going to give them the double plug? Come here, baby. I'm going to double plug you. All right, it's not sexy anymore. Come here, baby. No. I'm going to double plug no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you hear this way I said plug, double plug? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear double it. Double plug. <laughs> Come on, wrap it up. I take it. Wrap it up. Oh, sorry. Were we not singing? We were not. <laughs> Get our current three albums, soon to be four albums, on Bandcamp by going to tsdjproduction.bandcamp.com. Uh- <laughs> The Camping Trip, The Pilots, and The, uh, the Laughing Bird for 5 4 and $3, respectively. Respectively. I ran out of air there. I know. thought you were going to pass out. Respective. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are. At Fitzman73. And together, we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, not in this episode. <laughs> so until next time. Bye. Casey. Come back next time, our sanity depends on it. This has been a feature of 
JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.